and welcome to Risk Talks. We're delighted you can join us for this new interview. Uh, we're talking with the uh, incredible Louise O'Connor. Louise is a co-founder at Island Together. She's a partner at Beta Digital. She's a business mentor with Enterprise Island. She's a lecturer with the Irish Times. And she also sits on the board of directors with the Irish International Business Network. So uh, there's quite a lot there. I don't think we're going to get through everything on this episode in one go, but I know today we're going to be focusing on a little bit more on the island together side of things. And we're, we're going to be getting Louise back to talk a little bit more about some of the wonderful areas that she's involved in. So Louise, you're very welcome. I'm sorry we're not in studio together, but in the, the tradition of uh, social distancing and staying safe and staying home and everything else that we've all been doing for quite a while now it's lovely to have you on Vista Talks you're very welcome it's great to be here thanks Simon what an intro <laughs> yeah I was I was just making sure that I covered uh, the things I'm sure there's much more uh, Louise and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that but it's a it's a fabulous career some very interesting topics that I'm sure our audience will be interested in listening to now rather than me uh, do the talking do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? I mentioned the, the four sort of key areas there that you're involved in today, but you have a, a, a fabulous career with lots of experience. Would you maybe just bring everybody up to speed in terms of where you've got to and the kind of things you're involved in today, please? Sure. So um, I've been digitally kind of transforming, enabling and scaling companies for the last 20 years across multiple sectors, industries, internationally, from startups, SMEs to multinationals. Um, I grew up moving country every four or five years in an analog world. So change has been a constant part of my life. Um, it wasn't until after the, my master's in kind of the early two, uh, 2000s. Uh, early 2000s that the explosion of the internet happened and that's when companies were needed new ways kind of adapting their products and services to online um, and that's kind of where I started my career so it was kind of looking at companies from how do they do their marketing online how do they move some of their services online and then over the years it just moved I kept moving country and companies over the time because I think part of digital transformation is that it, you're transforming a certain entity which is a constant journey but once you've done the initial transformation it's kind of time to move on and help another company so it's um, so then it became moving companies entirely online even digital native ones so even startups who've been four or five years in business the speed of technology and customer demand and how we expect things just moves at such a fast pace that even startups can change their business models three four times in the first couple of years so I suppose that's where kind of it started. And then I moved back to um, Dublin from London about four years ago. And I set up a, a, a company called Beta Digital with my two partners, Tony Moroni and Paul Doyle. And we launched last September. And since then, it's just been kind of exploding. This word of digital transformation was something that's been nice to have before. They kind of knew they needed to do something online. Um, but now it's every single thing. I mean, we're even doing this remotely. And having been working remotely for the last few years, I know you know as well that it could all be done, but a lot of companies haven't adapted in time, so they're just trying to make that change now. So then I suppose with my role as an Enterprise Ireland mentor, you can see all the, I can see firsthand um, all the small businesses they need to adapt in order to stay afloat. It's, an, it's a difficult time now, so being able to help them and just support them, sometimes just to give encouragement, um, is really, really important. And that actually leads us on to uh, the Ireland Together. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's why we well, found it. I mean, what a whirlwind. And I suppose that just before we get into Ireland together, the digital transformation side really interests me, uh, Louise, because like we have seen, haven't we, over the last few weeks uh, or last months or so in, in terms of the global pandemic, just to touch on that briefly, mm. um, there seems to be that the companies that were born on the internet, these sort of digital first it's, they've always been on the internet and some of those companies seem to be thriving okay. Uh, then there's that sort of large proportion of businesses that are probably somewhere on that digital transformation journey. Uh, some are probably more ahead than others and that, that's been a really interesting to see how some brands have coped with that. And unfortunately, of course, companies that, that aren't in the digital space or maybe didn't have that uh, part of their strategy fully uh, progressed we've seen some casualties there haven't we have you got any initial thoughts on that because there's there's very clear different types of businesses now isn't there when it comes to digital first and when it comes to digital transformation they really are i mean if you haven't already started adapting and i mean digital transformation is such a huge word it can mean anything from just your the business model your revenue model what digital capabilities you have and skills, workforces. Technology is kind of the enabler. I never use that as the starting point because you don't know what technology to use unless you know what your business plan or vision or purpose is. So even when I'm looking, when I'm seeing some of the companies and some of the mentoring and even digital first, I'm seeing that for the first few weeks, there was just frozen. There was no, how do we actually adapt? Like if you were doing in-house training in companies, if you were doing anything offline and you didn't have the social channels in place or any kind of you didn't know about zoom or you didn't know about what you could do they just a lot of people just didn't know how to quickly adapt so in a lot of the mentoring that i saw is that all you have to do is kind of ask questions give suggestions and suddenly you can see people going oh that's what i can do and um, i can move actually a lot of the training online i can do zoom breakouts and kind of do sessions with them i can start doing social channels and start um, using social channels and start getting to people in a different way than i used to and then i can actually ask for referrals on linkedin just the way we do normally so right. there's always a way of changing i mean i remember i said recently that every business can adapt and um i got a little bit of wrath for that because um some of the the uh, salons or different places were like well we can't do business people can't come in and I said, okay, well, I might, I, I know there's a lot of people struggling, but in the interim, you could actually do, everyone still needs to get their hair done or still needs to do things and don't have the, um, the know-how how to do it. So if you do online training and charge a small amount of money on how to do certain things or how to mix colors or how to do, I'm just thinking outside the box. And that's, I suppose, what digital transformation is. It's just adapting a current. So whatever you have as a company, there's a need if it exists there's a need from your customers. So understanding what that need is and understanding how to adapt it is what digital transformation is all about. Thank you. And well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Island Together initiative now. Uh, yeah. I'm intrigued to find out more. You, you're the co-founder. I am. Um, one of four. Yeah, <laughs> the, the chief transformation officer. Uh, Just sounds, the title. <laughs> it sounds very exciting at Island Together. And it's a, if I've got it right, Louise, it's a non-profit group of professionals, entrepreneurs. You're committed to sort of finding this innovative solutions to the challenges that I suppose we found ourselves in right now. Um, and it sounds like something that's going to be really important and vital to businesses, whether they're in Ireland or, or even further afield. And this new movement uh, seems very interesting. So Tell us a little bit more about uh, Ireland Together. Tell us about the organization. When was it founded? 
what is it doing? Um, <laughs> so you covered it really well. It's basically a business support community. Okay. Um, we just found there was, so it, it all started about eight weeks ago and four of us, some, some of whom had never met in person before, jumped on a Zoom call. We all have different experience. We all have different skills. And we just went, how do we help companies? We only just jumped on a call to brainstorm how we could help different companies survive, adapt, and through collective thinking. And that's the main piece is that we all have so much knowledge and skills, but if you actually put that all together, there's no reason we can't actually help companies to adapt and offer services if people have time. So that's where it started. Eight weeks ago, we jumped in a call. Um, eight days later, this is how fast we move as a team. Eight days later, we had a brand, a website, a, a resource platform, collating all the information from um, Enterprise Ireland, uh, support grants, Leos. We, we basically took all the resources we could available. Um, set it up and um, we now have a blog, news, social channels, everything happened within eight days. There's two forms of registrations from dual membership or um, uh, advisor. And you can be both because you can advise on potentially finance. That wouldn't be my strength. So I can actually learn something from that. So it's about collective thinking and reciprocity and um, pretty much in the whole system. Um, so we're now live about six weeks and we have 400 people actively engaged in over 30 something channels and Slack. Uh, tw spans 28 counties of the country already and they're just engaging and supporting each other and um, we also have a new tech partnership with a small Irish company called Connect the Dots and it's all about community engagement and co-creating ideas together. So that's how it kind of all, all started and um, we didn't mean to set up an entity it's just when you get like-minded passionate people on a call going yes and then we can do this and then suddenly it all happens. Yeah. I mean, I have to say there's also a lot of work and it's all voluntary on our side because we're running our own businesses, but it's a passion project as well because we all believe in helping others. Sure, because you, you, you've got the beta digital business, uh, you, you've got your enterprise island endeavors, etc. <laughs> and your other board positions. So this just all came around very quickly. But with, you mentioned 30 Slack channels, 400 people, it's only been going a matter of weeks. How important are you finding the existence of this network for business? really important i think it's changed we run a sentiment survey every week of people coming in and what they're looking for and it changed from a part of being people wanted to just understand some businesses or they wanted to share their knowledge i mean we've got services across from support just general chit chat positive group we've got a, a, a group called the snug or positive chatter so that people can have positivity if they if they're just having a, a day and um, we've got finance, grants, cash flow, um, coaching and mentoring. A lot of that is also positive psychology. We've got a couple of psychologists in there. Marketing, sales, but sales coaching. How do you sell in current environment? It's very different. You can't be seen chasing ambulances and kind of running after and just shouting the rooftops. So how do you actually message or how do you speak in a different tone? And um, so that online security, how do you change your business model? It covers every area and anytime there's something that we may have missed we can add another channel and um, the sales one seems to be the number one but i can just feel at the moment there's um a change in the air is that there was a, a fear or anxiety going into lockdown but then at least people were kind of going home working from it they had a security coming out of this there's more anxiety than ever Simon. it's where people are now not knowing do they need childcare? How do they get childcare? How do they go back to the office? If they're looking after elderly parents, are they at risk if their companies force them to go back? Is it going to be any normal? Are there proper procedures in place? There's just so much more unknown and how long it's going to last. So I think until there's a vaccine, 
anxiety is going to be running high for quite a while. Um, but people adapt and there's, it's a positive thing as well. I don't think there's never going back. It's only the new normal and the new future. And I'm kind of excited to see what that brings in terms of innovation. You raised two very interesting points there, Louise. I want to just maybe dive into both of them a little bit more. I mean, I'm amazed at the breadth of advice and expertise that you're, that you're covering through this organization. You mentioned a lot of different areas there. Mm. And I, is it, are you adding new advisors all the time? How does that work? And then I want to, after that, maybe we talk a little bit more about what business is going to look like as we all, or certain countries are easing certain restrictions we're moving into, and I know everybody's using the term, the new normal, whatever that means. Um, but maybe talk a little bit about your advisors. You're adding advisors all the time. Can people become advisors? How does that work? Yeah, so advisors are, I mean, it, it isn't an entity. This is a, a support business network. Um, so if somebody has skills and they want to give their, their experience and knowledge and share that with the community, if you actually look at building um, your reputation online, you're offering free advice support, helping businesses through this. Companies will then see, oh gosh, they really helped and I, I actually would love to engage with them. That's also driving business to their firm and their consulting. So it's kind of this circular economy where the more that you give, the more that you're building your own reputation and giving back to other people. And I think that's that kind of co-opetition is how I kind of see the future going. There's a lot of people. So if you look at the sales channel, you look at the coaching channel, there are a lot of coaches in there. Some of them are executive coaches, some specialize, um, and some of them could see themselves as competition. But in current environment, all we're doing is supporting each other. That's why we don't see, we'll promote anyone doing any good and anyone coming on offering their, their, their free time and their, their advice. So I think that co-opetition collective thinking is kind of where we're going in the future. Nobody has answers to what's currently happening in the market and the environment. And um, Simon, it's a very, very different place. So yeah, yeah that's so kind that, of what that brings us on to, doesn't it? This, this different place. And yeah. I suppose how you are seeing, uh, obviously you've, you, I think it sounds like you've got a very different vantage point maybe to a lot of people because you're connecting with these people constantly so how are you starting to see organizations develop for the future? Do you see this as a, a big societal change? Are you seeing this digital transformation, this digital first type approach for businesses just being so critical now? Or how are you seeing you know, that, that environment develop, Louise? It's a good question. It kind of varies across the different companies and also mentalities. Some people haven't adapted to this collective thinking and helping others they just want to sell or they just want to get it across the board so i think it's just like people need help i feel a sense of community happening not just in ireland together but in general people are more aware of they're touching base with people who might be struggling i just like mentally mental health is, i think it's mental health week this week and how kindness is so important so I think there's a sense of kindness building, not that people weren't kind, but being more aware and then supporting each other. And I, I see that continuing into the future. Um, it, it's hard to say what technologies are there, but I, in terms of digital transformation, it's too big a word still for a lot of companies at the moment. They're still in survival mode. So when you're talking about digital transformation, it could be looking at what is your business model? What is the strategy? Um, how do you adapt a small piece? Then how do you actually bring people on that journey? Because everything about change is hard. 
and some people don't like change. I mean, as I said, I, I love change. I, I've grown up changing. That's the only constant in my life is change. Um, but everyone's not the same. So it's understanding what they're struggling with and supporting them through that, no matter the technology. So within companies, it's finding small things. It's not just doing random acts of digital and setting up the latest social media channel or anything like that. It's, it's a bigger scheme of going, where do we want to be? Why do we exist as a company? And then what are the smaller steps, incremental steps that we can do now to be more prepared for the next few months, years to come? Thank you. And um, I suppose it's affecting all businesses of all sizes, isn't it? From the very, the very small sort of single operator through to some of the, the world's biggest brands. Um, we're seeing yeah. impacts uh, across the board, whether you're an airline, a hotel chain, uh, you know, a retailer who's been around for 100 plus years. Um, and yet we're seeing people like um, big technology firms absolutely thriving. Certain businesses are doing okay. Um, but it, it seems like we've got quite a way to go yet, doesn't it? It does. I think even when you're talking about technology companies, if you look at what their purpose was, I mean, you and I have been using Zoom for how many years now? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. People didn't know about it if they didn't have to. So it, looking at what, the, what customers need and what customers want, even when they don't know it exists, none of us knew we needed mobile phones. None of us knew we needed websites when we were in business before. We don't know what we need until sometimes it's being offered. So if a company understands their value and their purpose in what it is they're offering, that that's how you can adapt and change that for your customers. Well, look, it's fascinating to understand how successful the Island Together initiative has been uh, so far. I mean, it's fantastic uh, that, it, that it exists at, at this time. It seems to be something that's going to be more and more critical as the weeks go by, I think. Um, mm. And that sort of belief in that power of community, of collaboration, collective thinking, um, and that sort of, what did you say, co-opetition? Co-opetition, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. lots of businesses are, are in uh, competition with each other, but if you actually work together, there's enough place in the market for everybody. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted to hear about Ireland Together. It kind of, we're sort of, I feel like we're kind of tipping into some of your, your better digital work. And I know we're not going to get through it on this episode, but I'd be delighted for us to talk again, to talk about and to dive deeper into that whole digital transformation. I mean, could you maybe just give me a quick minute or two synopsis on beta digital? And because I know you work across finance, banking, aviation, FMCG, you do telecoms, education, technology, uh, software as a service, recruitment, e-commerce. So, I mean, you've got a very broad uh, business space that you work with in terms of this digital transformation. Could you maybe just give me a, a couple of a couple of um, minutes on on Beta Digital, and then maybe we can come back and talk about that on a future episode in a bit more detail. It's just because I feel that that digital transformation piece, it's on tip of everybody's tongues right now people that are really struggling to get to grasp with it with pleasure um, the industry experiences across myself tony and paul we both we all have very different backgrounds and collectively we've worked across all those industries um, the main i so when i came back four years ago digital transformation has been a big thing in, in the uk i was in the uk for about five years and it was very well known 
in Ireland, I kind of struggled at the beginning because people couldn't quite understand. They were kind of putting me into marketing or maybe a bit of strategy. Some people even wanted me to be a CTO, even though I have absolutely no development skills whatsoever. And um, so understanding what it is, and it's, it's literally uh, the adaptations a company can make to be stronger in the digital world. Um, and that's what the messaging needs to be. So obviously now when you talk about digital transformation, every company needs to transform its business model, digital capability, workforces, and the technology they use. But even just the strategy of where they want to be in the next few years, say this is continue even longer. God forbid we go back into a lockdown if the stages are important too. But the whole world is adapting and digital technologies are emerging every day. So when we're looking at a company, sometimes it could be one piece that they're, that they're stuck on. It could be, you know, yourself, legacy, le legacy systems that one piece has been hacked over and over to adapt to something else to do with their customers, but they haven't actually taken the time to just go, hold on a minute. Our processes are all a bit broken. Our systems aren't as strong as they used to be. They're siloed departments between front end and back end and and it's not just technology but when you're building constantly and not looking at where you actually want to be and like restructuring so something like that can be a huge process i mean that's technology rebuild but there can be smaller ones like your processes the actual manual work if you look at the recruitment the amount of time that it takes to read hundreds and hundreds of cv applicants how do you choose which ones there's a lot of automation systems that can actually be used to at least streamline it down to the top four or five based on soft and hard skills. And um, when you're looking at um, the strategy, I, I keep going back to the purpose or vision for a company. It's the most important place to start because if you're not, the main three things driving digital transformation are data, customer demand, and then enabled by technology. And if you're looking, I know that when I go to pick up the phone and you send me um, something to, to attend an event, even to this one, I expect to fill in my details if, me, if I've already used Eventbrite before for them to remember all my details, for them to send an email confirmation with a link to my calendar. And if it's not in my calendar and I don't get a reminder, I won't remember to be there. That's an experience from the customer is demanding it to be fast, efficient and use of their time. If companies can't give that, they're not going to be attending the events, the events won't be popular, nobody's going to come back, <laughs> you're not going to get market, um, market demand at all. And so it's all of those little things, uh, even e-commerce where you're looking at right now where people can't actually pay or you want to book something, local stores, even if they just had like a, a small Shopify account or a quick e-commerce e solution or they just put their pizzas up online if they had a website, they could actually just have an e-commerce payment solution that then they could deliver to the door or somebody could pick up outside. It's, there's different ways of doing it. So it's adapting any business to- yeah, Regardless any, of the size, right? I mean, we, exactly. we're, we're coming across companies right now who are, who are working with us, who their businesses are fundamentally changing uh, overnight. And yeah. they're moving into new countries. They're having to sell products and services internationally. Um, you know, we, we, we all know that the internet doesn't really have a border. It's sort of like a global marketplace. And all of a sudden, we're seeing companies who want to move into new markets. They have language challenges. They need to get all their products and services translated. Um, you know, all their product lines understood, their, their company ethos, their brand 
understood yeah. by their consumers and all that's wrapped up in this transformation because it, you, it comes back to the vision you were talking about doesn't it where a company all of a sudden say well actually i think we need to do this i think we need to go there they have to be making these big decisions and then they have to put the the transformation process behind it to make that work and that covers everything from process to language to people um and some companies are doing it faster than others and um speed and agility seems to be a really key important factor in this right now it really is. That was a brilliant summary, right, by the way. You'd swear you knew all about it. <laughs> well, we know a little bit about it. Mr. Tech I know you do. <laughs> I love the fact that when you hear people who actually know about digital transformation, that they can sum it up. There's so many different ways to describe what it is, but that was a brilliant summary because it doesn't matter the size of the company. I actually think startups and SMEs need it more than ever now mm. because they haven't been agile enough or quick enough to understand the new market. Um, some of the bigger enterprises definitely need it. The banking sector, look at the change that's happening across fintech and um, lending services and new technologies within there, but they haven't always been stress tested in difficult conditions. So you're now looking at um, things that were based, built in a really strong economy. And now they're looking at these, these micro lending pieces and that this is the first time it's being stress tested and it's like no it, it's not going to work <laughs> we're not going to lend the money so it's it's just interesting that it can be any size company i couldn't agree more louise i think the thing that i was really surprised at was that ireland already had a million revolut customers that was sort of the news last week and i think that is basically underlines the point that you're making whether it's banking it doesn't really matter what the sector is this digital transformation is is really happening quickly for a lot of industries isn't it it really is um, and look we haven't really had time we haven't even touched on enterprise island and all the work <laughs> you're involved in with companies in a global perspective there we certainly haven't touched on your lecturing or your your, your board positions but Listen, maybe we, we do this again, if that's agreeable to you. I'd love to uh, talk to you some more. I think there's so much we can unpack here for our audience and our listeners who are interested in all things digital, all things uh, transitional. And uh, they're certainly looking for how they, they make their content, their products, their services. Um, how do they make them reach their customers and their consumers, which is really important right now. I'm very interested, just to go back to your earlier point, um, that the sales channel on Slack, you said it was your busiest channel. And I think that's a, you know, it's a testament to the fact that all companies are looking to bring revenue in right now. It, it's really important to them. So um, yeah. very interesting to see that. So Louise, is there anything else you want to share at, at this uh, stage, at, at the end of this uh, episode? Um, anything else you want to add? I think the main thing is just, Kindness and empathy is so important at the moment. Um, people need to know they're not alone and there are people to help. Um, I mean, that's why we set up Ireland together. But it's just a time where people need to be considerate and have empathy for others because nobody knows what anyone's going through. And it can be a very isolating time. So that's the importance of community and collective thinking and the importance of Ireland together. Thank you. Uh, well, look. Thank you so much indeed, Louise. That's the end of today's show. Uh, I want to thank Louise O'Connor, co-founder and chief transformation officer at Ireland Together, amongst many things. Um, mm -hmm. We want to make sure that you tune in again to see more and to hear more from Louise. 
on our next Vista Talk shows that will be coming up. And we'll be discussing more interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, Simon.